0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a special, Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. The ribbon has been cut on a new era of connectivity in Benton Harbor. Cornerstone Alliance and its partners gathered today to celebrate the installation of free public Wi-Fi in the Arts District and the continuing water taxi service offered between Benton Harbor and St. Joseph. Cornerstone President Rob Cleveland tells us the Wi-Fi was launched in May and Congressman Fred Upton has earmarked another $200,000 for more Wi-Fi hotspots. Cleveland says the launch was a hit We knew if we could do that, that we could help then deploy it in other parts of Benton Harbor, and that's the goal. So we're going to find some community gathering spots, public spots. And then they'll add more Wi-Fi. Benton Harbor Mayor Marcus Mohammed welcomed the expanding Internet service. The digital divide, technological divide, exacerbates the have and have nots. And we want to be able to take advantage of having access to the Internet. Cleveland said the Southwest Michigan Tourist Council has signed on to help fund the water taxis in 2023 and more stops could be coming. The ribbon cutting was held at the new Riverview Drive Dock. The goal of both the Harbor Infrastructure Project and the Wi-Fi is to make the communities more accessible through infrastructure. Her attempt to block enforcement of Michigan's abortion ban could land Governor Gretchen Whitmer on the witness stand in an Oakland County courtroom next week. Two prosecutors of Jackson County and Kent County are looking to uphold Michigan's 1931 law criminalizing abortion. They want the governor to testify as the sole plaintiff in her lawsuit. David Coleman is their attorney. She is the one that's claiming she is entitled to an injunction because she's being irreparably harmed. And so... We have the right to question her and delve into those because we don't believe she's being harmed. She could file a motion to quash the subpoena. But honestly, I don't know on what grounds uh, they would succeed with a request like that. She's the plaintiff. She brought the lawsuit. We're entitled to question her. If the subpoena is granted, the governor would be compelled to testify next Wednesday in Oakland County Circuit Court. Seeking another term in the Michigan House, this time in the new 36th, 39th District, is State Representative Pauline Wenzel. She tells us she wants to continue serving Southwest Michigan, promoting economic growth and tourism. She touts auto insurance reform as among the things she's helped to accomplish before COVID happened and much of her work shifted to helping people and businesses affected. Wenzel's been uh, touring the district, hearing about the concerns of voters. People were uh, very upset about gas prices and inflation and everything that goes along with that. People are really starting to, I think, think feel that. I mean, I'm even noticing it at a lot of our local restaurants, and prices are, are continuing to rise. Wenzel says she works to help solve the problems people in the district face. A lot of my bill ideas and things come from my constituents, just talking to them, phone calls, being at the doors. And one of those was autism legislation, helping access to that throughout our state. And that came from the Logan Center here in southwest Michigan, so that was a great accomplishment. Also worked closely with our craft brewers. Wenzel says business retention will be a big focus with another term. She wants the voters to know she has been fighting for southwest Michigan for three years now and comes from a farming family. The new 39th district covers the northeastern area of Berrien County, all of Van Buren County except Covert and South Haven and part of Allegan County. Wenzel will face Otsego Democrat Jared Planowski in November. Home sales in southwest Michigan dropped 7% in June from June the previous year, partly due to low inventory. The Southwestern Michigan Association of Realtors says at the end of the first half of 2022, the number of houses sold fell 13% from the record high in the market's year-over-year comparison. The selling prices outpaced June of 2021's record selling prices in the year-over-year comparison. In June, the average selling price was up 5% from June of last year from $346,000 to $330,000. The year-to-date average selling price of $333,000 was 6% higher than the price in June of 2021. The median price was up 9% for the period. The inventory of houses for sale showed very little growth from a year ago. There was 1% growth from uh, June of 2021 with 820 homes available in June of 2022 versus 812 in June of last year. That's a 3.6-month supply of inventory available for buyers. Congressman Fred Upton this week announced a nearly $6 million grant to help improve traffic in Kalamazoo. He tells us the $5.9 million comes from federal ARPA legislation. It also allowed for a grant program where cities could apply under a special provision. Kalamazoo, the city of Kalamazoo applied, and in fact they got $6 bucks to help turn around their city, some of their one-way streets, Kalamazoo avenues. Upton says with new developments like the Western Michigan University Medical School, a possible sports stadium, and new restaurants, eliminating some of the downtown one-way streets will help traffic. Upton notified the downtown Kalamazoo Transportation Network of the grant for the community this week. St. Joseph City commissioners are zeroing in on new rules for public comments during meetings. Commissioners started to talk about updating the rules this year to help reduce the amount of time that gets spent on comments. At a meeting last night, they considered a time limit for each commenter and whether commissioners should respond to comments during the designated time on the agenda. Mayor Laura Goose went over what they came up with. We said we would be interested in a three-minute time limit at the top of the agenda, probably still in number three. And then we would want the chair to acknowledge the speaker, so option B under responding to public comment. If it's an administrative matter or a concern that needs more follow-up, we would put them in contact with the appropriate person. If there isn't a reason for the commissioners to respond to a comment, like if it's just a remark, then they won't. The city attorney was instructed to draft a policy based on the discussions, and the commission will vote on it later. And a career and opportunity fair is planned for this month in St. Joseph. Organizer Nick Gunn spoke to St. Joe commissioners last night and said he's using his Nick Eats YouTube channel to bring together employers and community resources for a day of mingling. This event is to highlight and support local businesses, businesses who are looking for hirees, employees, and different things that people may need help with throughout the community. So this is under, I started a YouTube channel called Nick Eats about two years ago, and it was to highlight, promote local things in our community. Gunn said he wants to help support local businesses at a time when they're having trouble finding workers. The Career and Opportunity Fair will be August 23rd at the Union Social at 216 Court Street in St. Joseph from 2 to 5 p.m. You can find out more at nickeats.org. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. Supporters of former President Donald Trump were in front of Mar-a-Lago today, opposing the FBI raid the previous day at the former president's Florida club and home. Sources told ABC the raid was related to boxes of documents Trump took with him when he left the White House. Some of those documents are considered classified, according to the National Archives. Republicans in Washington, D.C. are rallying true to Trump's defense. ABC's Jay O'Brien has more. Trump supporters caravaned to Mar-a-Lago Tuesday, showing their support for the former president after the raid. And in Washington, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy promises if Republicans take back the House in November, he'll investigate the Department of Justice, saying it's been politicized. Florida Senator Rick Scott promising to push for a similar investigation if the GOP takes back the Senate. An administration official tells ABC News the White House had no Advanced knowledge of the Mar-a-Lago search. Jay O'Brien, ABC News. The FBI's unprecedented search of former President Trump's Florida home is ricocheting around the government, politics, and a polarized country. Trump and his allies are complaining, and others wondering it today why the Justice Department, notably cautious under Attorney General Merrick Garland, decided to take such a drastic step. The FBI searched Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate as part of an investigation into whether he took classified records there from the White House. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss in an ongoing investigation. Trump says agents opened a safe at his home, and he likens their search to prosecutorial misconduct. The White House is holding a monkeypox briefing this afternoon with word of a new vaccine technique. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Under consideration by the White House, a new way to administer the monkeypox vaccine that'll allow five times more doses to be given. The new technique would be a smaller, more shallow injection under the skin rather than through the muscle, which FDA Commissioner Dr. Robert Califf says would still be effective and safe and would allow up to five doses to be pulled from one vial. The new strategy will still need clinical trials, a process that could take Take months, But Commissioner Califf says it could be a promising approach. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Amad Arbery is being honored by his hometown after stiff sentences for hate crimes against the white men who chased and killed him. Dozens of people joined Arbery's family on a sweltering street corner today as Brunswick City officials unveiled signs designating a 2.7-mile roadway as Honorary Ahmad Arbery Street. He was fatally shot February 23, 2020, after being chased by three men in pickup trucks who wrongly suspected him of committing crimes in their neighborhood. Father and son Greg and Travis McMichael were sentenced to life terms for hate crimes by a federal judge Monday. Their neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, got 35 years. All three had already received life sentences in a Georgia court for Arbery's murder. Schools are scrambling to try and fill hundreds of open teaching jobs nationwide just weeks before classes start. More maybe ABC's Zorin Shah, who says teachers are asking for better conditions before they sign on for another year. Along with persistently low wages, teachers claim they're experiencing higher levels of disrespect from students and parents amid hybrid learning and excessive lesson planning demands. But the decision to leave is a tough one. I was definitely very emotional about leaving the kids. Um, But I just started to realize that I needed to do it for myself. I felt a lot of guilt leaving because I know that there is that shortage. Some districts now offering teachers bonuses to stay. Powerful explosions have rocked a Russian air base in Crimea, and authorities say at least one person was killed and several others wounded. Russia's defense ministry says munitions blew up at the Saki base and that the installation was not shelled. It says no warplanes were damaged. But Ukrainian social networks are abuzz with speculation it was hit by Ukrainian-fired long-range missiles. Ukrainian authorities have not commented. If the base was in fact struck by the Ukrainians, it would mark the first known major attack on a Russian military site on the Crimean Peninsula annexed by the Kremlin in 2014. Albuquerque police say they've detained the primary suspect in the killings of four Muslim men in New York's largest city. The city's police chief on Tuesday announced the update on Twitter. The chief said officers found the vehicle that investigators believe was involved in a recent murder of a Muslim man in Albuquerque. The drivers believed to be the primary suspect in the deaths. No other information was immediately available. Police say they will provide an update on Tuesday afternoon. The killings all began in November. And one of the nation's most prominent prosecutors is enlisting community groups in the fight against gun violence. Here's Aaron Kotursky. Surrounded by young people wearing T-shirts that say Teens Against Guns and I Am Peace, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg announced funding for programs meant to keep kids away from guns. I do not think we can focus exclusively on prosecution, particularly for the long term. Um, public health and safety of our communities. Prosecution is only part of the DA's approach to gun violence. He said community groups that steer kids away from guns are essential. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.